Thank you. Um, around the article recently, which mentioned some of the challenges you faced in, in the early stages of your career, your mum was quoted as saying that you're not the type that gets uh, setbacks and takes them quite easily. You use these knots to fuel your fires, she says. Can you share some of the challenges that you faced to get here and what new challenges do you foresee that you have to overcome? Well, that's quite a nice thing for my mum to say. <laughs> um, no, there's been a lot. Honestly, I was a late bloomer, so often throughout my childhood, um, got told no a lot, um, got told I wasn't good enough, wasn't big enough, um, and had to kind of take a different pathway than most players that probably played for Celtic. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've kind of gone the, the road less ventured to a degree. Um, but I think, again, you know, if you have a love for the sport and you have a passion for it, you're not really willing to take no as an answer, which I wasn't just because I love the sport so much. Um, you know, good things happen because all it takes is one person to say yes and give you a chance. And that's kind of been, you know, the almost I'd say the MO of my career. It's just so far um, my young career. It's that I've just kind of rolled with the punches um, and kept going. And and yeah, even if a lot of people said, no, you don't you don't belong, you don't deserve to be here. You just keep going, keep grinding away at it and, you know. Normally, good things happen to people who work hard, and and that's kind of been what my career's been about so far. Mm-hmm. What have the last ten days been like for you? Oh yeah, it's been a bit mental, to be honest. Um, now the Celtic fans have been unbelievable. Um, the welcoming I've got over social media—I mean, they literally have nearly broken my phone, nearly put it out of commission. Um, and of course, getting now into Glasgow, it's it's, it's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, you're getting recognized in the streets a little bit different um, than what I'm used to. Um, to keep a low profile, it's pretty difficult. But at the same time, that's what you want. It's it's pretty cool to feel like you're really a part of something here. And you're not just representing a football club, but you're representing an entire city. Um, so, no, it's been it's been a really exciting um, 10 days. And now we're um, just looking forward to, you know, kicking on to hopefully getting a, a first match in, in a couple of months, in the next couple of months here shortly. So, uh, no, just really looking forward to it. When the report first came out, it was funny because the next game you played at the World Cup was against Croatia, mm-hmm. who obviously have a Celtic right back on the books. Were you aware of that at all going into the game? Did you t- chat to Josip Janovic at all? I was aware, and I actually, he was great. He was the one that came up to me actually after the match. Um, he found me out, and yeah, just a really good lad. Um, so no, that was that was a pretty cool moment. Um, and again, he's a, he's a top player. He's a really top player. Um, he really impressed me playing against him. And you can just see there's a reason why that he's been an integral part of this Croatia team that is currently a World Cup semifinalist. Um, he's been he's been one of the top top performing players, I think, on that team. Um, and we struggled against him as a Canadian team. Uh, he caused us a lot of issues. Um, so fair play to him. And, and, you know, I'd love to see him at the end of this weekend lifting up a world cup how amazing would that be so no kudos goes out to him um really good lad and looking forward to meeting him some more uh, how soon was it after you spoke to Ange initially did you feel you wanted to join Celtic how important was what Ange said to you no immediately um I think when you hear a manager who you know speaks the same language in terms of what he wants to do and has the same vision of you as a player um that's something that really speaks to you um for me it was he was trying to bring in a revolution of, of young players who who had similar aspirations, who had a bit of a chip on their shoulder and, you know, wanted to go out there and prove something. And, you know, the style of football he wants to play um, and where he wants to be in Europe, um, it was something that really kind of, you know, just felt like a perfect fit, to be honest. Oh, so, <clears throat> sorry, I'm losing my voice here. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, if we got any water, that'd be great. My goodness, that cold air out there, the back of the warmth has gotten me here. 
Um, but yeah, no, he, it was it was like I was speaking to someone, you know, cut from the same cloth. So for me, that was it was just a great fit. Um, and I knew before that Celtic was the club I wanted to go to. And after speaking to him, I said, "Look, we got to get this done right away. I, I want to be there." So I was happy we could, and um, yeah, just really happy to be here now. Yeah. Yeah, so that was that's a great story, actually. Um, John Herdman uh, called me, our, our national team manager, and he was looking like, look, I think I want to play a back three. That would require you playing outside right center back, Alistair. Have you, you know, do you have any experience of that? Like, what are your thoughts on it? And I was going, I really like that idea, you know. Um, I thought it would be a great fit for me and a great chance to, you know, really solidify myself a spot, a starting spot on that national team at that point. So, of course, I did what anyone with the same mind would do and said, yeah, yeah, I played, played a bit of right center back in my time. Yeah, no, it feels all right. I feel comfortable out there. And he went, okay, perfect, perfect. And, of course, next camp I went into a couple weeks later, he had me out there and I went, okay, now I really need to show up. If I, if I don't know what I'm doing out here, it's going to look real bad on myself. But yeah, no, it was a complete lie. He knows it too now. Um, but no, it worked out for me because it's been a role that, um, oh, lovely. Thank you. Yeah. Sparkling or still? <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, no, it's been a role that I've kind of made my own a little bit with the Canadian national team and you know, it's that tactical flexibility is kind of what changed us a little bit. You know, we were able now to go from a back three to a back four to a back five, all mid-game. Um, and a lot of that goes down to, you know, him being really comfortable to move me from right center back to right back to right wing back if needed. So, you know, it's provided a lot of flexibility for us. And, you know, I'm just really happy that, you know, I lied to a national team manager. Um I think as a fullback, uh, I don't think we're going to be doing any hybrid right center back stuff. But uh, no, he just um, he was one that that said, "Look, he wants me here. He thinks I'm a player that fits the DNA of what a Celtic player is." Um, and you know, it's that going to be up to me to go up there and earn some minutes. So that's kind of where we're at right now, and now I'm just really excited to get started. Are there any fullbacks that you model your game on or try to learn from? So a lot of people have said that I kind of play like um, Cesar Azpilicueta um, a little bit. Um, you know, just his, again, the flexibility he provides, the consistency, um, the 1v1 defending. He's just so solid week in, week out. Um, I think that's a great player that I would love to try and, you know, continue to model my game after. Um, but there's so many fullbacks now. You can see how just constantly the game's evolving. Um, you know, you see a guy like Trent come in, how he's pinging 80-yard diagonals all the time and crossing balls in from everywhere. And, you know, it's so interesting to see the different kind of fullbacks there are. Um, so I think there's a little bit I want to take from everyone. Um, honestly, there's been there's been some very really good ones that have come through Celtic as well. I think of Kieran Tierney, first one that pops to my head. Um, you know, just another guy that just can get up and down the park, fittest guy in the field, and loves to defend. And that's something that I'd love to be. And you can also see his progression he's made at Arsenal where he's pretty good in the final third. Like, he can put a ball in. He can get involved in the attack. And, you know, that's something that I'd love to continue to grow in my game too. So, you know, there's so many different players to look at. And, and it's cool to see how this position's evolved, especially over the past decade. Something we've been getting used to here, Alistair, is the inverted fullback role. Um, yeah. that, that fullback coming inside. You've spoken there about playing uh, right centre half and a back three. Um, I spoke to Peter Galindo, uh, mm -hmm. the Canadian journalist, who was saying that you he thought that you'd be the perfect fit here at Celtic. Um, having that experience at right centre back, do you think the inverted fullback rolls right up your street? 
Yeah, honestly, you know, when I watch Celtic, how they play with those inverted fullbacks, it's something that there's not a lot of clubs in the world that do that. You have to be very possession um, dominating in that kind of sense to be able to play that. So you look at it, it's probably only really Celtic Man City that do it on a consistent basis. Um, but I think it really kind of plays into how I like to play the game just because I grew up being a center mid my entire life, only until a couple of years ago, I moved to right back. So it's not like I feel out of place when I have to tuck into the midfield and you know, it kind of puts you in range into that left side to be able to hit the diagonal. And, and it opens up a lot more different kind of opportunities too. Um, and as a defender, having played against it before, it's awful. It, it's just trying to get your winger to tuck in and defend the inside. And you realize you're giving up your winger out wide. Um, it makes it really difficult to defend. And I think that that's something that just from watching some tape on Celtic, um, some teams have struggled with it, you know, so that's, it's something that I'm really intrigued with doing too, because I kind of fancy myself as a bit of a, a soccer fanatic, football fanatic. And, you know, I love to study the game. And I think that's something that you can do with fullbacks that can really mess up an opponent. Um, and obviously we've seen that so far this year uh, and previously um, under Ange. So it's, it, it's really, it would be cool to be a part of. Can I just also ask you, and you said you've seen a different career path taking the most football players coming through. Ryo Hitati is kind of the similar mold that you came through system in Japan, mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it's it's really different how the MLS is compared to every other league in the world. Obviously not having relegation and, and promotion makes things a bit more secure, I guess you could say. Um to, you know, really throw out some youngsters, some younger players that can get a chance. Um, and yeah, it, it worked out perfectly for me. Um, often a guy who, who's gone to university for four years and comes in the league still in the MLS, you don't really get a chance just because an MLS team is way more likely um, to, you know, play one of their youngsters coming through their academy, for example. Why would, we, you know, we take a chance on a 21-year-old who we have no affiliation to when we could just go out and, you know, give that 17-year-old that's been with us for multiple years a chance at that position. Um, so I got lucky. Honestly, I got drafted to an expansion team, so there was no academy yet. Um, so I was, you know, 21 years old and the youngest starter on the team still. Um, so it was kind of funny in that sense that I wasn't even that young, but I was the youngest guy. Um, so I got lucky. Um, but yeah, no, my career path has been completely different than most. Um, but it, it, it's good to see that there is still a pathway. You know, there's not just one way. Um, you know, I kind of say with Canada, you don't have to be the Alfonso Davies at 15 years old, been bought pretty much by Bayern Munich. Um, you can go the other way. And, and so many guys in our national team have done that, you know, gone the actual the college route, the university way um, down south in the U.S. So it's cool to, to show young footballers, especially in North America, that there's not just one set way to do it. And, you know, hopefully that gives everyone, all those young guys, hope still that just because they haven't made it at the age of 18, 19, that their dream's not done yet. Obviously, you spoke a lot about the player that you've become playing different positions and such. I was reading earlier on that you used to play competitive ice hockey. Is mm -hmm. there any traits from that that's carried over that's kind of molded you into the football player you've become? Yeah, I love a tackle. Um, I love the physical play. I like the cold weather too. You, you'll see the short sleeves will be out. Um, I think that you guys can all get behind that. Um, but no, it's definitely the physical play, I think. Um, that's probably the thing I miss most about, about playing hockey. It's just you could just hit a guy and that was that was perfectly legal like that was in your if you didn't hit a guy the coach would actually get mad at you when you came onto the bench um but you know so I, I try to bring that into into how I play football too um really physical 
every game is there's going to be mind games. You know, myself and the winger I like to get in their head, um, and, and that's kind of something that's just always been growing up in a family of three boys where I've just been super competitive for everything, um, and it's always ended in a shouting match or someone throwing the ball at the other one. And, you know, before you know it, we're all getting kicked to our rooms by our moms. So it's, it's stuff like that, that, you know, it's kind of molded me into the player I am today, extremely physical, extremely competitive. And you'll see that, um, hopefully shortly. And they also, obviously, just back into the car, biggest competition in, in the sport. Do you think that's helped set you up nicely to come here and challenge for trophies, playing competitions like the Champions League? How's that prepared you? Yeah, I think it just gave me that little bit of that taste of what it means to play on the biggest level when the entire world's watching. Um, and once you get a bit of that, it kind of is a bit of a drug that you just can't get enough of once you start it. Um, so it was exactly that, you know, playing out there, you just want more now. And, and that's something that actually the manager, when he, when he called me, he said that, look, after you play in the World Cup, you're going to be like, I just want more. I just want more matches like that of that magnitude playing in front of that many people. And you can just tell how much it means to everyone. Um, and that was something that I said, yeah, it's, it's why Celtic is just a perfect fit. You know, you could just see the fan base, the crowd. And then, of course, you know, there's European Knights that are that are just top notch. So, no, I'm looking forward to all of that. And I think it's already prepared me mentally. Um, it, it's hard to fully prepare for what, you know, Celtic Park's going to look like. Um but at the same time, it's that that's that's a pretty good stepping stone, I guess you could say, to to being ready for this.